I have decided to rename my sermon into a meditation this morning. Because I figured if I think of it as a meditation, there's still a chance we all leave here on time. <laughs> I know how it is, you know. What's the old joke? What, what does it mean when a pastor looks at his watch? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but all bad jokes aside, how blessed are we to have the kids here this morning? <laughs> we, we are very openly a community church, and we love showcasing all different parts of our community, and not least of which these kids. We love having you guys here, and you know, giving you a platform here, especially during the holidays. This is, it fills all of our hearts. But, you know, maybe it's because of knowing that the children are going to be with us this morning. I couldn't help but to think about, you know, kids and children this time of year. And it, it, it dawned on me, one of the biggest lies children believe that they vocalize to their parents, certainly, is, you don't understand me, you don't know what it's like to be my age. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the first person to hear that, <laughs> or to say it, let's be honest. But funny enough, the older I get, the more certain I am sure that I know what it's like to be your age. And I think there's no time of year where memories of me being their age is more clear than around Christmas time. Am I right, guys? I mean, I can, I don't care what age you are in, in this building this morning. You can remember being their age. You can especially around this time of year. And wasn't it's magical. Christmas time. I mean, it's it, it would be hard to explain to somebody who has no conception of what Christmas is. It's, it's like you accidentally fell through the door into Narnia, where suddenly you're in this magical world, where you turn on the radio and the songs are different. You turn on the TV and the programming is different. You walk down... Broadway, and it's decorated with things you don't see all throughout the year. You go into your home, and there's decorations and lights and candles and all of these things that you never see. And it just fills your heart with wonder to see all of that. Perhaps you can even remember, looking back into your childhood, what Christmas even smelled like. Between maybe the real Christmas tree that you had back then, Maybe a particular candle that your mother or grandmother loved to make or loved to have up during that time of year. Perhaps a meal that, or a dessert that you would frequently make as part of your tradition. And just from looking around, I can tell some of you guys just went back a few decades. A lot. And you can, <laughs> more than you like, we, some of us would like to admit it. But we can feel that, and even in our hearts, the nostalgia, the love, the warmth, the joy, it's all flooding back to us as we think about that. And on top of everything else, there wasn't there this wonderful anticipation that something wonderful was coming right around the corner. And then this strange thing happened to me, and maybe this happened to you too. Uh, we got older. And we're boring. <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong, Christmas is still nice, but it's not the all-encompassing, greatest thing to ever happen in the history of ever that it used to be when we were that age, right? Or is it just me that became a Scrooge? Now, I 
think that's, I think that's all of us to some degree or another. Why is that? I, I think that we just, like so many other things, we just get used to it. The things that once gripped us in wonder and overwhelmed our senses eventually become ordinary, normal. Now, I once heard the testimony of this one multi-multi-millionaire who was asked one time in an interview how satisfied he is now because of all of his wealth. And he gave the most peculiar answer. He said, you know, once you've eaten enough lobster, it begins to taste like soap. And I, I, I don't know about that. I want to see if he's right about that. Anybody else? <laughs> I just want to test for research purposes. Yeah, research purposes, if he's right about that. I think we already know the answer. I think we do know that there's some truth to that. And there's a reason we don't make the same meal every single day of our lives, right? We get bored of it, even our favorite meals. There's a reason we didn't just freeze and keep eating all of that Thanksgiving food that some of us still have. Hopefully in your freezers by now. But... Uh, but no, if that's true of our favorite foods, how much more so everything else? I mean, we don't watch the same movies every single day. We don't watch the same TV shows every day. We need new things because we get used to all that other stuff. What has been enjoyed in the past was not enough to forever satisfy us. What has been enjoyed in the past is not enough to perpetually satisfy us. We need more of whatever it is to, to satisfy our senses, our imagination, our wonder. It's not there anymore. We need something new. I mean, and that's easy to see, especially through the eyes of children this time of year. You know, if I wanted to tell a story to my kids and really wow them, I might tell a story like this, that, you know, there once was a young girl who heard a knock at the door, and then she walked up to the door, slowly opened the door and there was a dragon outside <laughs> and just there and I can confirm for you right now the eyes open up with wonder and uh, the imagination just starts running wild with all the possibilities what that would look like and, it, and just gripped with amazement Amazing how that happens. Now, for, for, my, for my youngest, who's only six right now, you know, perhaps, and I wasn't paying attention, but perhaps just the wonder of slowly opening the door would be enough to grip her imagination. She didn't need the wow factor of the dragon that my older two needed. It needed more to give her the same wow factor. Because then we get older, life happens. We, and we, we get used to these things. But truly, there is only one truth that is big enough to satisfy all of the longings of our hearts. Should never need another one to grip our hearts for the rest of our life with wonder. And that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we contemplate what he did for us, to contemplate what this Time of year really needs not just the, the pretty peripheral stuff, but the substance of what we gather to celebrate. And what it points to is a perpetual novelty, a, a, a forever source of wonder. 
Because I'm convinced it is impossible to think through the fullness of Christmas and not be wowed. To consider the fact that God the Son left his throne in heaven, but not for a throne on earth, but to be born in a manger. Yes, and all of the, the filth and the smells that come with a manger song. I mean, let's, we, I think we sanitize that story a little bit too much. Have you been around live animals recently? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't smell like your mom's candles, so let's put it that way. But no, and that... And Jesus' welcoming party wasn't kings and dignitaries either. Even the Magi didn't come for perhaps years afterwards. But he was met by the shepherds, the lowliest of all professions in that time. And Jesus left all of that for you. And the story doesn't end there. He grew up. He grew up to be rejected by his own people. And nailed to a cross to take my pain and my shame upon himself, taking in his own body the penalty for my sin and for yours, that he bore the sins for my punishment on the cross, so that my sins and yours could be forgiven, that, as the Bible tells us in a familiar passage, we should not perish, which is the penalty of sin. That's what our sins deserve, but know that we would not perish, but have everlasting life. And you know, the older we get in Christ, we don't grow weary in that truth, do we? No, it, it only becomes more profound the older we are in Christ and the more able we are to comprehend the incredible truths of that story. You know, as a, as a father, I've been rereading a lot of the, the books that used to be read to me when I was a kid. And you know, you see things that you didn't see before when you see it through the father's eyes that you didn't see as a child. And as I'm reading through this, it's like, oh wow, I never noticed that theme before. I guess I didn't understand it before. And likewise, the, the gospel only becomes more profound the more able we are to comprehend it. Like when we, so, like how we, as we get older in Christ and we grow in our Christian faith, we realize how sinful we are. But we become more aware of that as we get older. And yet, we realize, wait a minute, Jesus, you still died for me. I thought I sinned this much, not this much. But you forgave all of that. And again and again, having children of my own made me realize how absurd it would be to have my children born in a manger. Those of you who are parents know. Goodness. And further yet, that a father would give his own son. Again, parents, that a father would give his own son that you would be saved. What an unimaginable display of love that truly is. That was certainly lost on me when I was eight years old. Maybe I could explain it to you in words. That didn't hit my heart until much later in life. Truly, the gospel only gets more incredible, more incomprehensible the more time we spend with Jesus, the longer we walk with him. That Jesus loved me so much that he 
did that for me so that we would not again perish but have everlasting life. And that promise is not for those who only come to church a couple of, couple of times during the year, during the holidays, or for this or for that. But nor is it for those who come to church every single week. It's not a merit-based system. It's all about grace. It's about those who believe this good news in the heart. That's who this is for. Who turn to Jesus in their heart with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. So with that in mind, as we enter into this magical time of year that we call Christmas time, as we call late December, if the magic seems to be gone for you, well, that's okay. It wasn't meant to grip you forever. But I want to encourage you. If the magic is lost, take a good look at the manger this season. And you will find a source of wonder that will grip your heart no matter what age you are. No matter how many decades we have to look back to recall those memories, the wonder is still there as we consider what Christmas is truly about, as we contemplate this incredible message of love and of grace and of forgiveness. So if you've not done so already, I just want to encourage you real quick. Before we, um, you know, before Christmas time, if you want to pull the story together and see it clearly, you know, go home tonight and start reading just one book of the Bible, the Gospel according to John. It's a fairly short one, all things considered. And it gives us a picture of why this is so profound in a way that I can't explain in a short meditation. And you'll be amazed at the incredible truth and wonder that you will find yourself immersed in as we contemplate these incredible things. Thanks be to God.